Hey, Jen. Hey, Tina. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. You're listening to Speaking of Racism. So on today's show, it is the new year, and we are incredibly excited to be talking with one another and with you guys. Happy New Year, Tina. Happy New Year to you, Jen. So this year is going to be a completely new year, and we're really excited about it. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to actually ask you a question. And that is, are you one of those people who picks out a word of the year? I have started to do that. I really have not been a fan of New Year's resolutions. And that's primarily because I have been in the fitness industry that that was my career for 14 years. And so it having resolutions has, you know, turned into the gyms just being packed full of people. Um, and just was crazy town for the first three weeks of January. And then right. people would fall off by the time we're in February. So uh, I'm not a fan of resolutions, but I have really been enjoying coming up with a word. It really has made me think about, you know, not necessarily having to uh, stick to some regimen or, you know, uh, have this resolution hanging over my head so that I also feel judged when I am falling off of it. Right. But right. to have a word that kind of informs everything I do moving forward throughout the year that I can keep coming back to and checking in with over and over. So I do like having a word. I love that. Me too. I feel really similarly. Like for years and years and years, I tried to do the resolution thing. And then I was just like, I hate the resolution thing. And I just felt like this massive failure all the way around. And yeah. then I decided, what is this word? Like just setting this intention and, and claiming this thing. I felt like that was very doable and also really powerful. What's your word this year? My word for this year is legacy. As mm. I was finishing up 2019 and looking at the Satya yoga trips that I had been leading for the year, but knowing that I needed to change the name and I just needed to set a different tone for the trips moving forward. And I was coming up with a name, what could the trips be called? And yeah. I read a quote by Maya Angelou and she said that our legacy is every life that we touch. And that really inspired me and really caused me to think about how do I want to be remembered? Um, it made me think about the legacy that has been left for us to move into this time that I believe that we're in, where our consciousness is being raised, where people are ready to not only have conversations around racism, but people want to take action. People want to be a part of the change. And I just feel like with what I do with regards to taking people to Montgomery to go to the lynching memorial and the legacy museum, there, there really isn't a better way to describe why we're doing this uh, and why I do this, which is um, I want to touch lives and I want people to who come on these trips in particular, uh, I want them to feel seen and heard and knowing that they are in a space where we are all seeing one another, we're hearing one another, we're holding space for one another um, so that we can show up and fight for collective liberation. So my word is legacy. Wow, that's really powerful. 
my word is, and you know, I'm kind of on the fence about this, but we can talk about this another time. My word is joy. And my hope and something that I've really been kind of wrestling with and, and thinking about over the last few months is actually the concept of joy and particularly joy in anti-racism work, in activism in general. And oftentimes I think people get, myself included, very bogged down discouraged. And Andre Henry really has taught me a lot about the importance of hope in this work and hope in moving forward and being that thing that propels us forward. And so I'm, I'm claiming joy for my word this year with some hesitation because I have a complex relationship with that. But yeah, so joy is, is my word for 2020. And I don't want to gloss over what you just said, that you have some hesitation there. But what I will mm-hmm. share with our listeners is that we're going to unpack what you're talking about a little bit more on the next episode. So I just want to put a little bookmark there for everybody. Now, this is our first episode as a duo officially. We've done a number of episodes. And for those of you who are listening, if this is your first time listening, this is your first time hearing Tina and I together podcasting as co-hosts. But if you've listened to the show and you've listened to all of them, you have a pretty solid idea about what is happening in the new year with Speaking of Racism. But for those of you who don't know, Tina, why don't you tell us about this change? Absolutely. So I have acquired the podcast, and that means that the Speaking of Racism platform is now Black-owned and Black-led. And this is something that Jen and I have decided together, and we are in complete alignment and agreement and moving into this new shift in um, the, the formatting of this. We're moving into it with joy, uh, and, and we really are, are looking forward to talking about it more with our listeners and with our audience. And so we actually recorded a podcast in December where we went into detail. So I want to invite everybody to, if you haven't heard that episode yet, Jen, can you tell them what the name of that episode is so people can go back and reference that? Yeah. So it is titled The Importance of Black Leadership and Anti-Racism Work. And it was posted on December 7th of 2019. And it is Tina and I just having a really honest and frank conversation about what went on and how this shift happened and yeah, and just our excitement for it. So, so that's what you can go back to. Yeah. So now let's talk a little bit about what we are anticipating the format to be for the upcoming year. And I say it that way, because who knows what can happen or what's going to happen? This is, this is, these are moving parts. So, um, you know, Jen, you are the seasoned podcaster of, of this duo. So, um, in a lot of ways, I'm still going to defer to you and your expertise because you've been doing this, uh, for a while and you've been doing it so well. Um, but we, you know, who knows in a couple of months, you know, halfway into the year, we might decide we want to change the format up. But for now, Jen and I have been meeting together very often, uh, regularly over the past several months to come up with the creation and creating um, what the podcast will look for. So we have, moving forward, about four segments of every episode that we want to share with you. So the first segment of each episode is really going to be just Jen and I talking about a 
subject matter, a current event or a hot topic regarding racism that we just really want to explore a little bit more and just Jen and I talking about it and talking through it, unpacking it, going a little bit deeper into it. So that's the first segment of each episode. And then Jen, do you want to share what the next one, the next segment will be? The second part of that will be our interviews with our guests. So the way that the podcast was last year, for those of you who haven't listened, you should go back and listen to some of those episodes, but it was primarily an interview and a conversation with somebody the entire episode. And so we're excited to bring this breakup of multiple segments. Yeah. And in sometimes those interviews will be replaced with book reviews. So we will have that maybe we'll have a guest on and we'll talk about the book that we're going to all read together. Cause I know that that has been a popular feature on the podcast, Jen, where you have yeah. met with another guest and you all have talked about and dissected a popular book by a anti-racism leader by a, a, a black or a person of color who has written about um, racial justice in some way. So looking forward to that as well. So that leads us right into, let's talk about what the first book of 2020 is going to be that we are inviting everyone to read with us and participate in a discussion about. Jen, what's the book? Yeah, the book is Just Mercy, and we're going to be doing a book giveaway next week. So if you're listening to this, you need to follow us on Instagram at Speaking of Racism and watch out for directions on how to enter our book giveaway. Yeah. And so, you know, Just Mercy is everywhere right now because it's a book that was written by Brian Stevenson, and it is now a major motion picture starring none other than. The incredible Michael B. Jordan, who is Brian Stevenson in the movie, and also starring Jamie Foxx, who is playing Walter McMillan in the movie. So if you've already read the book Just Mercy, then you are you you know how powerful this book is and how necessary telling the story of Walter as well as Anthony Ray Hinton and so many others. Um, that Brian Stevenson and the Equal Justice Initiative have worked for um, and, and helped to receive justice when they were wrongfully accused and sentenced to death row and sentenced to um, life in prison. So this is a story that is now going to be played out on screens across the world. Um, so many people have already seen it from the advanced screenings. I saw it in December with my wife. And I'm telling you, there's really not a better way to start the new year than with this book and with this movie. So one of the quotes that Brian's, uh, one of the quotes of, from the movie is every generation has its hero here's ours. And mm. I think that is such a great way to describe Brian Stevenson, who is definitely a hero for me. Yeah, I'm so excited because the movie opens this weekend and I'm going to see it. Oh. One of the questions that I have, since you did get to see it already, and people who are listening may be wondering this, you know, a lot of times people will read a book or they'll watch a movie or they'll do both. What do you recommend? Should people watch the movie and read the book? Or is it really okay to just do one or the other? I don't want to micromanage people with this. I, I feel I'll say this. If you see the movie before reading the book, 
Don't let yourself off the hook from reading the book. So what's most important is that you read the book and you read the words as Brian wrote them himself. And so that you can get all of the stories because the the movie only focuses on the story of Walter McMillan and it's an important story. Um, and, and so it, it, that's, that's what you're going to get with the movie. But you got to get, make sure you read the book because that's where you're going to get a lot more in depth into more of Brian's work. Um, so yeah, whichever yeah. one you do first, doesn't matter. It's exciting to be a part of the movie opening this weekend. So definitely see the movie. Just don't feel like because you saw the movie, you know, all there is to know about Brian Stevenson and the work, get the book, read the book and good luck to everybody. Um, since we're doing that book giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be Monday the 13th on our Instagram page all day long. We'll be running the opportunity for people to put their names in for selection of the book. And then you can join us because the following month, we're actually going to do the book review in February. Can't wait. That's going to be great. Yeah. Great. So let's get back on track here then for number three. What is the third segment going to be in our new show format? Well, ironically, or maybe not so ironically, the third segment is about joy. We want yeah. to have and incorporate in every single episode an opportunity to invite our listeners and especially those who are on their own personal anti-racism journeys to ask themselves how we are allowing joy to inform and be a part of our work and our activism. So we're going to talk about that every single week. And Jen, you and I are just going to share our moments of joy for that week. That's awesome. I'm excited about that. Um, and then what is number four? The fourth segment of every episode is going to include um, very much along the same lines of because we believe that Black leadership and Black ownership are foundational principles of anti-racism and social and racial justice work, we're going to highlight a Black-owned business or a Black entrepreneur and hopefully get some more exposure um, to their work, what they're doing, their business, their company, the service that they offer, um, but really just shine a light on, uh, again, a Black-owned business or um, a Black entrepreneur um, so that we can make it a practice, an ongoing practice to be intentional and mindful to seek out Black-owned businesses as we are going about our year. That's awesome. Okay, so now we've shared with you the four segments going forward with all episodes so you know what to expect when you listen. Uh, I want to just take a few moments to share that the Speaking of Racism podcast has meant so much to me personally as an anti-racism educator, student, facilitator, as a coach, as a consultant. It has been a resource where I have always known I could go and listen to Black and Brown and Indigenous voices and really get more information and inspiration in the work that I'm doing, both personally and as I am leading others. So, Jen, I just have to say, uh, Speaking of Racism, Racism became a big part of my life last year. So thank you for all that you have done to create this platform. I know that you don't want me to go into this too much, but I definitely <laughs> needed to say that. I, I, that's why I had to stop you because I can feel you being like, oh, no, you don't have to do this. It's okay. 
I want right? to. <laughs> I'm like, ah, but at the same time too, like that to me is so powerful because when mm-hmm. I started this, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like, where's this going to go and how's this going to grow? And so to think that this has been a resource for people is amazing, right? Like it, it really is amazing. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And it, it has been a resource. It's been a great tool um, and you've become a great friend. And I just wanted to just honor you in that. And now I want to ask you and also share with you, uh, let's talk about our three favorite episodes of 2019. Oh, this is going to be challenging for me because, right? Like I I like to say this. I'm like, it's like my children. I love my children, (laughs) right? Like I love them all the same. How do I pick favorite? Um, You love them all. You love every every episode. But if I'm putting your feet to the fire. (laughs) I have to think about this a little bit. So One that comes to mind, one of my favorites was speaking with Andre Henry. The man is amazing. And to just have him be able to talk about and share his insights and wisdom into social movement and change was just, it was a treat for me. I mean, it was just awesome. So that was hands down one of my favorites. Love that too. And I just want to say I, I get to meet him next month. Oh no, wait, I get to meet him in a couple weeks. I'm so in excited. In a couple of weeks, we're going, yeah, we're all gonna get to meet for the first time. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that. So that would be one of my favorites. How about you? What's one of yours? One of my favorites is listening to when you spoke to Chiquita Patterson of United Street Tours. I really loved her. Um, innovation to identify the fact that there was a lack of in-depth knowledge of Black history or in-depth Black history being taught into schools in Nashville, where she was a part of the school system. And so she decided she was going to do something about that. And she created these Black history tours in Nashville. So that was definitely one of my favorites, learning about United Street tours. And so now on my to-do list for 2020, um, is definitely get to Nashville and find Chiquita and go on a United Street tour. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's going way back into the archives, like the very early days of the podcast. And I remember connecting with her and it was really cool because I was very new to Instagram. I did not have any appreciation nor understanding for how Instagram connects, how people become influencers, like none of that. And I connected with her, asked her to come on the podcast, and the rest is history. And I absolutely just, I love watching the growth that she has been experiencing and going through over the last year. And I have it on the top of my list as well to get there and to go on her tours. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to just predict that you and I are going to go together. So Right. Not not a hard prediction. (laughs) We'll we'll have our monthly meetup somewhere in the United States. There we go. I love it. I love it. Okay. So then the next one that comes to mind for me that I really enjoyed was, and I think you and I share this, um, the book review Maisha T and I did for Crystal Fleming's book, How to Be Less Stupid About Race. Yes. Was that a favorite of yours? 
that is yeah. a favorite of mine. So we, we can both have that. Um, you know, as a result <laughs> of that conversation, I went out, I bought the book. I'm still going back over the book. Um, but mm-hmm. it has become one of the, um, required reading for my legacy trips. Um, it actually mm-hmm. replaced, uh, Robin D'Angelo's white fragility. So now that's a part of the soul assignments that, that people have when they sign up to go to Montgomery with us. So that's how necessary and critical I feel like this book is in anti-racism mm-hmm. work. Yeah. And, and that's interesting because when people would DM me and ask me for recommendations and stuff long ago, um, that did become my replacement as well for white fragility in my recommendation. And so I was really excited to come across that because up until then, it's like you hear everything about Robin D'Angelo and Tim Wise and, and these, yeah. these white folks in the space. So I was excited to get a hold of that. So what's another one of your favorites? So my last favorite is your interview with Eliana. Oh, and yeah. You know, I, my wife and I were driving back from somewhere and listened to that. And especially because my background is in fitness and because I'm a yoga teacher and that plays a role in everything that I do, my yoga practice, um, it meant a lot to listen to Eliana's story. And I love the way that she's using her voice as a consultant, as a speaker, um, and just as a change agent, particularly in the yoga space, which it is so needed. It's so critical. Fitness itself is still predominantly um, a, a white um, space and a white industry, like much else. Um, but in with with regards to yoga, we are I'm, we're seeing right now just a movement of um, black and brown and indigenous um, South Asian women, in particular, who are coming and reclaiming. The, the, the yoga practices. And it, it has been this powerful thing that the yoga community at large is really, um, it, it, it's really being shaken up and it's a joy and a pleasure and an honor to, um, listen to and learn from, um, Eliana and I have now done some, some projects together. Um, it's, it's really been great to watch her and to learn from her and, and others. So that was a very, um, important episode for me personally because of my yoga practice and being a teacher and student of yoga. Yeah. So I would say my final favorite, like this is so hard to have, to even say final favorite. I really love Marcy Walker from Black Coffee with White Friends and Mockingbird History Lessons. And Mm -hmm. when she agreed to do a podcast interview with me, this is one of those that's like back in the archives as well in, in my mind. It was an absolute highlight and joy for me. And so I think it's particularly appropriate as I'm speaking and we're talking about this concept of joy to highlight her because that is something that I feel when I talk to her, when I go into her space, when I learn from her. And I did two conversations with her, actually. The first one was put into two episodes because we talked for over three hours. 
And I didn't include that all, but we just talked and talked and talked that first time. And then the second episode was more recent and it was about her history lessons that she's been curating and what she's been creating in a Patreon community called Mockingbird History Lessons. And she just has such a humanizing and beautiful way of framing some of the most horrible things. And so that was just a, just a joy for me to to take part in. Yeah, so I would say that. But can I have a, another favorite since we tied on one? I have to say probably one of my favorites was when you and I talked about the Chelsea Handler documentary. That's I just have fair. to say. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind yeah. of when, for me, I was like, man, Tina is amazing, amazing. And that's probably what really planted the seed for me to be like, hey, would you ever think of co-hosting with me? No. So yeah, well, so that I, would be yeah. the end there. Yeah, no, that's a good one to add, especially because that is our most listened to episode as well, right? Yeah, it is hands down. Yeah, yeah. that one got at, at this point over 4,000 listens and I'm sure it will get more as time goes on. Great. No, that's great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing your favorite episodes. Um, I want to, before we end this podcast. I mm -hmm. want to just let our listeners know that we have so much in store for this upcoming year. And not only with the guests that we're going to have that we will do interviews so that people can add to who they are listening to in the anti-racism space, but we also um, are going to be doing some events. So keep on following on our social media platforms keep listening to the episodes. And we also now have a Patreon community. We'll talk about that more a little bit later, but we will keep the Patreon community updated with what's coming up and where we're going to be. One yep. of the things that is coming up very, very soon is that Jen is going to join me as a special guest on the February Legacy Trip. And so for those of you who don't know, the legacy trips are something that I created where we take three days and we go to Montgomery, Alabama, and we visit the lynching memorial, which is more formally known as the National Memorial for Peace and Justice. And we also visit the Legacy Museum from enslavement to mass incarceration. And while we are there, we are there with the goal and the purpose and the intention of utilizing some of the practices and philosophies of yoga, such as gentle movements, mindful breathing and meditation, um, awareness, nonviolence, um, and some, some other principles of yoga as tools for us to dismantle racism first within ourselves and then inside of our families and in our communities. So this trip takes place February 14th through 16th, and we are inviting you all to come with us. We do have some spots that are still available. And in addition to Jen joining us for that, I am also really thrilled that my friend and best-selling author and meditation coach, Rebecca Baruki of BexLife.com, she will be joining us and she'll be leading all of the meditation sessions during that weekend. So for people who have wanted to go to Alabama to see the Lynching Memorial Legacy Museum, for people who've been following Brian Stevenson and the work of the Equal Justice Initiative, we want to invite you to come along and experience the memorial and the, and the museum with us. Come with us. Let's have some difficult conversations. 
Let's do a lot of self-reflection and let's be truthful. Uh, let's seek the truth and tell the truth with regards to our nation's history of slavery and racial terror and violence. And let's talk about ways that that can inform the ways that we show up in our work for, for justice and equity today and in our lives, in, in our communities, in our nation, which is what we is so needed right now. So to get more information about that, you can go to the website, which is www.legacytrips2020.com. You can also reach out to Jen or I on our social media platform, or you can email us at speakingofracism at gmail.com. How many seats are left at this point? I think we have about nine. Okay. Yeah. Cause space is limited. So if this is something that you're interested in getting in on, definitely get in touch with us, get in touch with Tina and get signed up. Yeah, for sure. I'm really glad you're coming with me on this. So it's, it's going to be a, a really powerful time and a powerful experience. And so with that, that brings us to the end of this first episode of 2020. Thank you so much, Jen. Hey, speaking of racism listeners, we know that you enjoy listening to the podcast, but we want to invite you to go deeper. And that is why we have created a Speaking of Racism Patreon community, which will allow us to engage with our community at a variety of tier levels to provide more in-depth conversation and accountability and additional tools and resources to help you on your own anti-racism journey. It's also a way that you can support our work as we grow our reach. Patrons will have access to exclusive webinars, Q&A sessions, special events with myself and Jen, and more. So come on over to the Speaking of Racism page to learn more and to join our community and support our work for as little as $5 per month. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Racism, and we look forward to speaking with you more on our Patreon page. 